It's the 2022 World Cup. It's the squad update for USA. Hello and welcome to the International Soccer Preview by Soccer Files Canada. I'm Kevin. And I'm Connor. And today we will be updating the USA squad for the 2022 World Cup. Yes, we've uh, done a podcast on the groups, which took a close look at USA's team, as well as a player media cast, which went through each of the candidates for making the final squad. And that ended with a prediction of the starters. And in fact, there's short versions of uh, each of those as well. So this media cast is an addendum to that. In other words, we won't be repeating all of the information we did in previous podcasts, uh, but we'll simply be summarizing and adding on to it. It's not necessary to listen to previous versions, um, but the conclusions we draw here are are both based on that information and explained in more detail here. So we recommend the full player podcast, um, but if we have time, we are hoping to release a player version focused solely on the final squad, uh, giving the bios of just those 26 players. Right, and uh, well, the final squad has been released. Uh, Today we'll find out how accurate we were in our predictions. We're going to list the names of the candidates and then announce uh, who made the preliminary squad. Well, there was none for the USA, but um, uh, the names on the final uh, roster. And as we guessed, most squads had a few surprises, players who didn't make it and new or unexpected players who did. So we'll go over those players and summarize them again at the end. Yes, and uh, we'll also discuss whether the selections and the games played since June 22 Uh, 2022 have changed our thoughts on our predicted starters and on the team's prospects. So um, let's begin and I am repping the red, red, white and blue in a kind of a pathetic sort of way that that, uh, is a kind of confession that I I don't have an American uh, jersey, but uh, I am am squeezing in a Cardiff reference. Oh, very good. Um, I'm wearing a, a Cardiff jersey uh, which is perhaps more um, a reference to uh, USA's group rivals, Wales. Um, but uh, I promise to maintain my neutrality through this. Is time. it a threat, Connor? It, it's a it's a thinly veiled threat. I'll say that. <laughs> okay. Well, we have a lot of work to do with the USA because they had uh, 69 uh, candidates on the roster, uh, quite a bit more than most teams. So we'll be kind of uh, hacking and hewing a bit here, and so we're going to move fairly uh, swiftly. Let's begin with the uh, formations that they uh, used. We're focused really on the uh, on the September games. So just let me post the list I have here. Actually, I don't have the regular list that we use, so I'll just uh, post this one instead. And uh, maybe you can take us through that. Yeah, well, it's pretty straightforward. Um, all through World Cup qualifying, USA played a 4-3-3. They continued with a 4-3-3 in their... Uh, two most recent uh, friendlies. That was um, a loss versus Japan and a draw with Saudi Arabia. Um, 4-3-3 seems to be the nailed-on formation for the United States. Uh, Yeah, and uh, just there in the Gold Cup in a couple of games, the second and third group stage games, that's the only time they deviated from that 4-3-3, trying out a a 3-4-1-2 in those games, but it seems like they didn't like it. Uh, what do you make of those scores uh, in the friendlies? Do you attach much significance to that? Um, normally not to friendly, but perhaps more so in a World Cup warm-up game. Um, they failed to score and, and lost to teams that are not among, you know, the most heavily favored at the World Cup in Japan and Saudi Arabia. So, yeah, a bit underwhelming, I would say, for the United States. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, let's move on to uh, to the squad and the um, analysis of the squad. So what we're going to do here is uh, begin by naming the candidates, and then uh, we'll say which ones made the squad, and we'll finish with a uh, summary of the position. So this is uh, pretty easy to do with the manager, Connor. Yeah, Greg Burhalter. he's been the manager since 2018 and will lead them into this World Cup. Yeah, so we will have him as a uh, as having made the squad, as it were. Uh, okay, let's uh, turn our attention to goalkeepers. Yeah, so we have a number of candidates. Um, under the definite category, we have uh, Matt Turner, now with Arsenal. Um, we had Zach Steffen as a likely candidate. 
for possible. We had Ethan Horvath, Horvath um, Sean Johnson, and David uh, Ochoa. And for seems to be off the squad, we have Bill Hamid. Okay, and uh, we have a couple of notes because there's a, a, a surprise here. Matt Turner did make the squad. However, Zach Steffen did not. Uh, we'll come back to that. Uh, instead, uh, possible candidates Ethan Horbath and uh, Sean uh, Johnson made the squad. Uh, David Okoa, the other possible candidate, didn't make it. And uh, Bill Hammett also off the list here. So uh, Zach Steffen, I'm going to highlight it in red because uh, it's a surprise. What do you make of it? Yeah, the former uh, Man City goalie, or I guess current Man City goalie on loan to Middlesbrough, um, yeah, he has 29 caps. Um, he started six of the 19 games since the 2021 Gold Cup. So, um, yeah, it, it is a surprise. Um, he seems to have been, you know, relatively firmly established as a starter, um, though starting something, but relatively established as a top three goalie for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the uh, reason was nothing other than a selection decision. There's no uh, injury involved or anything like that. In fact, uh, Burkhalter uh, said uh, Burhalter said he was heartbroken over it. Uh, however, I would say we predicted this kind of disappointment uh, given the number of candidates they had and uh, the type of uh, reduction that they had to do. Uh, um, uh, well, yeah, maybe I'll leave it at that. Um, Okay, um, let's move on, shall we? Sure. Uh, no, actually, I got to summarize the position. So uh, the manager um, was giving hope to all four of them, actually, since the start, uh, since the 2021 uh, Gold Cup. So someone was bound for disappointment here. Uh, Turner had 11 starts, and as you mentioned, Zach Seffen had six while uh, Horvath and Johnson each had one star, so I'm sure everyone expected one of those two to get cut. Uh, in terms of the September friendlies, it was Turner who started both. Uh, so, you know, maybe there was a question as to who would be the starter, but uh, not many pre predicted that uh, Stefan would be let go altogether. Yeah. All right, well, let's move on to uh, the defenders. So we'll begin with uh, central defense here. Sure. So um, for definite, we had uh, Walker Zimmerman and Miles Robinson. Um, we had one likely candidate that was uh, Aaron Long. We actually had a, a fairly long list of, uh, of other um, players. So for possible, we had Cameron Carter-Vickers, Mark McKenzie, Eric Palmer-Brown and Chris Richards. For possible but unlikely, we had uh, Justin Shea, Henry Kessier, and Austin Trusty, and for seem to be off the squad, we had Matt Miazga, Donovan Pines, John Brooks, and Omar Gonzalez. So uh, a lot of names there. <laughs> yeah, and uh, we'll actually erase most of them here because uh, making the squad, we have uh, Walker Zimmerman. Uh, however, Miles um, uh, Robinson, uh, who we noted as an injury doubt, in the previous podcast uh, proves injured and does not make the squad. We'll come back for a comment on that. Uh, Aaron Long does make the squad. And um, among the uh, long list of other candidates, just uh, Cameron Carter-Vickers, um, the possible candidate making the squad, and uh, no one else. So we erase them all from the list. Uh, we do have a, a comment, though, on uh, Miles Robinson. Do you want to tell us what happened to him? Yeah, he was out for the June and September games with an Achilles tendon rupture. Um, so this has been ongoing since May, and his return date is unknown. So obviously this uh, injury is the reason he wasn't selected. All right, so maybe you want to summarize the position? Yeah, uh, several players tried out since the 2021 Gold Cup, but uh, Zimmerman and Ra Miles Robinson emerged uh, until uh, Robinson there got injured uh, for the games. So uh, Aaron Long replaced him, and I'm kind of expect. well, looks like Aaron Long is the only candidate apart from Cameron De uh, Carter-Vickers who really can move in to replace there. Mm -hmm. All right, well, let's move on to the left backs, and we'll begin just by listing the candidates we came up with. Yeah, so for definite, we had um, Anthony Robinson, who plays for Fulham. Um, for possible, we had uh, George Bellow, 
And for seems to be off the squad, we had Jonathan Gomez, Sam Bynes, and Tim Ream. Okay, well, a few surprises here too. Our definite candidate, Anthony Robinson, uh, did make the squad, but we have a comment on him. Uh, George Bellow did not make the squad. Um, uh, he was only a possible candidate, so not a huge surprise. Jonathan Gomez uh, not making the squad. Uh, Sam Vines not making the squad, but uh, uh, an injury played a role. And finally, Tim Ream, the seems-to-be-off-the-squad player, uh, selected for the uh, squad. So we have a couple of comments there. Do you want to uh, uh, go back and do those ones? Yeah, so for Anthony Robinson, um, an ankle injury kept him out of the September friendlies, um, but it only kept him out for three weeks. It just happened to fall on the international break. So he started regularly for Fulham since, so an, an injury doubt that really they don't have to worry about. And then for um, Tim Ream, um, that was a surprise, um, as we had him, it seems to be off the squad. We have him as a left defender, but he can play central defense. So maybe he is, uh, kind of brought in to, uh, cover in the central defender position which we noted, um, they were a little short on. Yeah. And I will just make a comment on Sam Vines, even though we had him as seemingly off the squad. Uh, he got a recent injury, very recent in, uh, early November with a tibia fracture, uh, that's an unknown return date, but clearly he's out of the cup. Sadly, though, he was brought back in as a starter for the September friendly. So um, uh, kind of his hopes uh, raised up and dashed. Uh, the poor guy, he also suffered a, collar, a collarbone fracture in the fall of 2021. So he's uh, uh, struggling, uh, uh, struggling through his career. Yeah. Do you want to summarize the position then? Yeah, so various players tried out since the 2021 Gold Cup, but Anthony Robinson seemed ever more likely um, until he was injured for those September friendlies. Uh, fortunately, though, he came back. And uh, as we said, Bynes um, uh, suffering the ups and downs um, there. And, uh, <coughs> excuse me, uh, right defender Dest actually played the second of the uh, September friendlies. Yeah, a bit unsettled, it seems. All right. Let's move on to right backs and look at the candidates. Yeah, so we had three likely candidates, beginning with uh, the aforementioned Serginho Dest. Um, we also have uh, DeAndre Yedlin and Reggie Cannon, all of them likely candidates. Um, possible candidate, uh, we had Joe Scally. Um, possible but unlikely, we had uh, Shaquille Moore. And then seems to be off the squad. We have Julian Arajo, Brooks Lennon, and Brian Reynolds. All right. So a whole host of candidates to deal with, but not many of them made it. Uh, Sergio Dest and DeAndre Led, uh, Yedlin, uh, no surprise. They were uh, likely. However, the other likely candidate, uh, Reggie Cannon, uh, not making it. Uh, he was another player who was kind of out of the picture and then brought back into the picture uh, only to... Uh, um, suffer the disappointment of not making the squad. Uh, Joe Scaly, uh, or Scali, the possible candidate, did make the squad. And the possible but unlikely Shaquille Moore uh, also made the squad. Uh, the other three, Ju uh, Julian Araujo, uh, Araujo Le uh, Brooks Lennon, Brian Reynolds, none of them uh, making the squad. Yeah, so four, uh, four right-backs coming, but um, possibly some will, will move around um, but you want to summarize the position yeah um sure uh so this has been a really a juggling act since the 2021 gold cup as uh, serginio dest and yedlin see, uh, seeming the more likely in terms of starts uh, but other players used towards the end uh, caused a bit of confusion especially reggie cannon kind of coming back into the picture um Dest and Yedlin each started uh, the September friendlies, uh, but Dest uh, actually started both one time on the left side. Yeah, and I will mention um, the possible and possible but unlikely candidates, um, Joe Scally and Shaquille Moore, have just seven caps between them, um, wow. so not a lot of experience, um, which is partly why we didn't have them um, higher up the list. Yeah. Yeah, and actually there is a, a note on Reggie Cannon, kind of a reason why he wasn't chosen. Uh, he had played only only 10 games with his club, and apparently he was trying to move to a bigger club than Boa Vista uh, in Portugal, but wasn't able to make that happen. So um, 
uh, that was the reason kind of given for his uh, non-selection. But let's move on to uh, the defensive midfielders and look at the candidates there. Yeah, so just two to speak about. Um, the first is Tyler Adams, the Leeds United defender, we or uh, midfielder. We had him as definite. And for uh, possible, we had James Sands. All right. Uh, well, Tyler Adams did make the squad and James Sands did not. So we uh, delete him from the list. And in summary of the position, no, let's uh, go through the central midfielders first because we usually summarize uh, defensive and central together. Yeah. Um, no definite in central mid, but a couple of likelies. We had Kellen Acosta and Christian Roldan. Um, no possibles either, but a couple names still to mention. Um, possible but unlikely. Uh, we had Sebastian uh, Cleggett. Uh, Gianluco Busio and Johnny Cardozo. Um, for seems to be off the squad, we had Cole Bassett, Eric Williamson, and Jackson Ewell. And as a retired player, uh, we'll mention Michael Bradley. Yes, uh, we talked about uh, a lot of the veterans um, being retired. Uh, we'll talk about that a bit later. In terms of uh, the players who made the squad, it's just the uh, first two, uh, Callan Acosta and Christian Roldan. Uh, both uh, making the final squad. Um, possible but unlikely, Sebastian Leggett, Gianluca Buccio, and Johnny Cardozo uh, not making the squad. And uh, the seems to be off the squad, Cole Bassett, Eric Williamson, Jason Ewell uh, not making the squad. And of course, uh, Michael Bradley, uh, been a while since he um, was off the squad. All right, do you want to summarize the position of defensive and central midfield? Right, so we're down to just three candidates there. Um, uh, so if you think about the USA formation of 4-3-3, it's just the one center uh, player uh, in the midfield. And it was almost always Tyler Adams. So uh, one of the few positions that has really been nailed down on the USA team. And Adams furthermore started both September friendlies. Uh, Kellen Acosta seems a possible uh, starter on the field. Uh, he started as a right midfielder in the September friendly, and that keep, kept up his record of starting around half the time. But we'll come back to that uh, at the end when we go over who we think are going to be the starters. And uh, meanwhile, we'll move on here to the left midfield. Yeah, so um, these would be the players playing beside the central midfielder in a 4-3-3 position. Um, we identified uh, Christian Pulisic um, in the left midfield position, but um, we're actually going to move him now to um, kind of an, a left attacking midfield um, position. So we'll talk about Christian Pulisic later. So we don't have anyone specifically identified in the left midfield. Um, but on the right midfield, um, we do have a couple names. Um for likely candidates, we have um, Luca Delator and uh, Weston McKenney. Um, and uh, yeah, that's it for the, uh, the right central midfield. Okay, well, uh, yeah, we'll go back over the... Um, no, we'll name who uh, made the squad. So we're going to move uh, Christian Pulisic there to, as Connor said, right uh, or left attacking midfielder slash left forward. And uh, Luca Delator uh, did make the squad. So the likely right midfielder and Western McKenney also selected for the squad. Okay, and we'll talk about uh, the positions. First, the left midfielder position. Um, uh, it's been played by a vast array of players. Uh, ironically, everyone uh, except the only player coded as the left midfielder, uh, Christian Pulisic. So uh, in general, it was... Uh, uh, right midfielder McKenney towards the beginning, and then honestly, after there were uh, after that, there were too many players to discern a pattern. To discern a pattern, so um, uh, in addition to the to the uh, several attacking midfielders or defensive midfielders, uh, we also had uh, Musa moving over from the right to the left side. Uh, however, um, perhaps a hint of uh, the starting lineup. It was. Uh, uh, Weston McKenney in both of the September friendlies. So we may have to recode him as a left midfielder later on. 
In terms of the right midfield position, again, a wide array of players since the 2021 Gold Cup. However, uh, the right winger Musa increasingly made the position his own until the June games, where four different players started each of the four June games. And that confusion continued uh, into September, with only one of those four starting in the September games. So um, in September, it was uh, De La Torre and uh, uh, central roving midfielder Kellen Acosta, each starting one. So a lot of confusion there in those two positions, Connor. Yeah, different players being tried in and out. Um, but yeah, an important position for the United States, of course, um, given that their 4-3-3 uh, preferred formation seems that they will be filling those positions um, for the tournament. Let's move on to the uh, left-wingers, and uh, can you introduce the candidates? Yeah, no definite candidates, but a likely one in Paul Areola. And then, um, impossible but unlikely, we have Conrad de la Fuente. All right, well, uh, actually neither of these players uh, made the squad. And... Um, yeah, I, I, yeah, I, I had to... Uh, read an article about uh, Paul Ariola, and uh, he said some things that I think I want to uh, read uh, just because um, it really kind of puts a face on it. So uh, we predicted disappointment given the number of candidate, candidates that the manager was juggling. And I think Ariola's tweet really brought this to life. So he said, uh, the past few days have been extremely difficult some of the hardest I've had in a while. I am heartbroken not to be included on the final World Cup roster. And he went on, uh, this year was my goal to put myself in the best position to get to this point. And I believe I did. Unfortunately, it wasn't enough. So uh, despite his comma splice in his tweet, I, f I feel for him and I admire his encouraging comments that he made towards the end of that. But I do think he's one of the many players whose hopes were raised and then dash, uh, dashed. He started actually four games uh, in the period we're talking about and also subbed into four of the games uh, to June 2022. And even at the very end, he uh, subbed in for 60 minutes of the final game in September. So a bit of a heartbreaking message and, and uh, it kind of, uh, what do you make of it, Connor? Yeah, like you said, it kind of puts a human face on it. And I think it's, it's difficult. I mean, we talked in our previous podcast about how many players the managers brought in and out and and chopping and changing and clearly Ariola had felt he'd done enough playing in the uh the most recent friendlies so it would have come as a shock but we saw that with some other positions as well so I, I think it's just a difficult thing to manage when you have that that number of players but um yeah for those who do miss out you certainly feel bad for them especially when it comes as as an unpleasant surprise yeah, and I also feel bad about my comma splice uh, comment, but I can't help it. I'm an English teacher. <laughs> okay, let's move on to uh, right-wingers and uh, look at the candidates there. All right, so uh, as a definite candidate, we had Eunice Musa. Um, as a possible candidate, we had Giassi Zardes. And then seems to be off the squad, we had Jonathan Lewis. All right, uh, and in this case, uh, Yunus Musa did make the squad. However, uh, uh, Giassi Zardes uh, did not, and nor did Jonathan Lewis. So just Yunus uh, uh, Musa here. And uh, in a summary of the position, again, the position is not used in uh, the 4-3-3. Um, uh, I didn't summarize that with the left-wingers, but it would be the same. Uh, in, in the left-winger case, uh, Ariola was starting as a right forward when he started and uh, actually on on my source he has been recoded as a right winger um but um uh Yunus Musa uh, was a right midfielder here even though he's coded as a right winger and uh, he was starting there consistently uh, kind of from about halfway through the period uh um up until the June friendlies um, not always as a right midfielder, in fact, sometimes switching to the left. Um, however, he wasn't called up for the September games there, 
so we'll come back and talk about him as a possible starter. Um, Giassi Zardi should probably uh, have been in the in the category of forwards, uh, but um, he didn't make the squad, so we just kept him here to uh, to finish the conversation. Okay, and we're going to move on to uh, midfielders. Uh, sorry, we're going to move on to uh, forwards and begin our discussion with central attacking midfielders. Right. Um, so as a definite candidate, we had Leeds United's uh, Brendan Aronson. Um, no likely candidates to mention, but a couple of possibles in Malik Tillman and Caden Clark. Um, for... Oh, I think you, uh, uh, Malik Tillman and... Uh... Sorry, um, Giovanni Reina. Right. That's right. And then Caden Clark should have been possible, but unlikely. Yeah, thanks for the correction. Yeah, um, no problem. As well, a couple that seem to be off the squad. Um, that's Efrain Alvarez and Jorge Mihailovic. Um, yeah, so maybe you can talk about uh, who made it. Okay. Um, well, first of all, I'll just say the position of attacking midfielder, central attacking midfielder, uh, doesn't exist in the 4-3-3. So uh, these players we're talking about will be distributed elsewhere. Uh, and in terms of who made it, uh, Brendan Aronson uh, selected for the squad. Um, uh, Malik Tillman, the portable candidate, was not selected, but Giovanni Reina uh, was. Uh, fans familiar with the USA team may uh, question why we had him just as a portable candidate, but we'll come back to that. Uh, meanwhile, uh, Caden Clark, Efren Alvarez, and uh, Georgi Mihailovic, uh, none of them selected for the uh, final squad. So we do have a, a note on uh, Giovanni Reina. Uh, do you want to handle that one? Yeah, so Reina was injured throughout the fall of 2021 and basically came back for a few March games only to be injured uh, for the June games. Um, both times it was a muscle injury. So he's a bit of a surprise selection, really, given his absences, um, but his uh, club affiliation, um, playing for Borussia Dortmund, or perhaps being the son of a, of a very famous American player, um, presumably made up the difference. Um, and gave yeah, him the I think he's been uh, playing well on uh, at the club level. Um, just uh, strictly uh, on the national team level, he's played many uh, or very few games, just starting uh, one and subbing in for three. But uh, as, as you said, uh, um, injured for most of those matches. Uh, however, um, he um, did uh, start both of the September friendlies, uh, perhaps a sign that he, he not only um, has made the squad, but, but could be a starter potentially. Um, Aronson uh, has played all over the field as a right midfielder, left midfielder, right forward and a, and a left forward. So uh, a very versatile player there. Uh, okay, let's move on to uh, the left attacking midfielder, left forward position in the 4-3-3. Yes, we had moved Kristen Pulisic here, so we'll mention him now. Um, and really, we had him as a definite candidate. Um, of course, he plays for Chelsea in the Premier League. Yeah, that's right. And all the other candidates we have here are actually uh, coded as attacking midfielders or forwards, something like that. But Christian Pulisic uh, did make the squad, unsurprisingly. And um, let's uh, mention a little bit about the position. So it is a left forward role in the 4-3-3 that they use. And it was politic more than half the times. But a number of other players have stepped into the role, uh, most notably Brendan Aronson. Um, Giovanni Reina uh, stepped into the role for the first September friendly. And it was politic uh, for the second game. All right, moving on to uh, right attacking midfielders slash right forward. Uh, who do we have? Yeah, um, as a definite candidate, we have uh, Timothy Weah. Um, yeah, I actually, I think um, we're moving him to the uh, uh, from the forward position to the uh, to the right attacking midfielder. So that's uh, the only one we have. Yeah, that's right. Um, just Timothy Weah. Okay, and Timothy Weah did make the squad, uh, but there is a comment on him. Do you want to uh, tell us that? Yeah, so he had a foot injury that was picked up in late August that kept him out of the first September friendly. 
Um, but he recovered right around that time. Um, it wasn't listed as injured for the second, but he hadn't been called up. Um, he has played for his club since. Um, and I guess if we're talking about uh, Reyna being the son of a famous footballer, I guess we should mention the same thing for uh, for Timothy Weah. That's right. Not a not a United States uh, forward, but um, uh, uh, do you want to tell us? Do you know about the father? Yeah. So of course, his father is George Weah, who um, a Liberian international and is actually the president of Liberia uh, right now. Um, then he made his uh, career in. Uh, in Europe, but uh, yeah, his son has has played or likes to play for the United States, right? Liberia having a bit of a connection with the United States uh, historically. Anyway, in terms of uh, summarizing the position, uh, Weah increasingly started as the right forward in the last half of the period since the 21, uh, 2021 Gold Cup. Uh, to June 2022. Again, though, several candidates have been there, including uh, Paul Ariola and Aronson. Um, in the September friendlies, it was uh, Brendan Aronson once and Reina once. Um, uh, Wea uh, was injured, actually, as you said, for the first friendly and not called up, probably recovering uh, for the second one. So uh, leaving us, I guess, in a bit of flux as to uh, who the starter's going to be. Mm-hmm. Finally, we uh, move on to the forward line and a whole bunch of candidates to uh, to introduce here. Yeah, in all different categories. So um, actually, except for definite, we didn't identify anyone as a definite, but we did have um, as likely candidates Jesus Ferreira and Jordan Morris. Uh, for possible candidates, we had Ricardo Pepe, Haji Wright um, and Jordan Sabachu. Um, for possible but unlikely, we had uh, Cade Cowell. And then we had a couple of players who seemed to be off the squad, including uh, Daryl DK, uh, Matthew Hoppy, Nicholas Giacchini, uh, and Josh Sargent. Um, and then we'll mention Josie Altador as a retired player. Right. And we also uh, had a bit of an injury concern with uh, Jordan. PFOC or Jordan Sabachu, actually on a couple of sources now, uh, I see he's just called Jordan, which... Oh, um, interesting. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Okay, well, the uh, the selections here are um, pretty interesting. So we have likely candidate Jesus Ferreira uh, making the squad, as well as Jordan Morris, so the two likely candidates making it. Uh, Ricardo Pepe uh, not making the squad, but uh, Haji Wright... Uh, did make it, and uh, Jordan, Jordan uh, Pifog or Sabachu, or just Jordan, uh, we won't have to struggle with that name issue because he didn't make it. Uh, Cade Cowell also uh, not selected, and not, none of the others, Daryl DK, Matthew Hoppy, Nicholas Gioacchini, uh, and Josh, oh, uh, no, sorry, uh, those three not making it, but Josh Sargent uh, being selected for the final squad so definitely a bit of a surprise there hey yeah it is uh okay well let us go back actually we do have a couple of notes so um uh yeah uh, i can take us through those sure great um so yeah for ricardo pepe um some articles described him as being snub um however we only had him as a possible candidate um, he came in hot to the United States, and, and I believe in his club play also, but he, he cooled off last year for both. Um, so, again, for us, that's why we only had him as possible. Um, Jordan Sabachu, um, injury doesn't seem to be been a factor with him. Uh, he started the season in hot form, but he also cooled off. But there were um, some pundits who expect him to be selected. Um, and then with, uh, with Josh Sargent, I'll just mention that he'd started only two of their 19 games since the 2021 Gold Cup. Uh, he was subbed in for one, but not selected for the last 16 matches. Um, so, yeah, not a lot of recent involvement and kind of brought in a little bit from the cold, you could say. Uh, definitely. The biggest surprise for me, I was wondering if you had any insight, uh, being a closer follower of the championship, uh, did he have particularly good form? Or, or do am I putting you on the spot there? I mean, of course, he was relegated from uh, the Premiership to the Championship with Norwich. Um, you know, as far as I can tell, nothing nothing too hot from him um, this year with Norwich. Um, 
Actually, I'm just looking now. I guess he does have nine goals um, across 19 appearances, so that's not bad. Yeah. Um, but, of course, playing at a lower level than he was previously. Yeah, he certainly struggled there when Norwich was in the Premier League, and that's probably why he kind of lost his position with the squad, as well as struggling to score against the USA, which takes us to our summary of the position. So, really, uh, this forward position has been a mad scramble to find the player uh, who will put the ball in the net for them. And they went through players as if they were trying out keys to unlock a door, uh, discarding them when they didn't work. So uh, Pepe worked for a little while during qualification there, uh, and then he didn't. And in the end, in June, with Ferreira, uh, Ferreira played three of the last four friendlies uh, in, uh, in June. And I don't think they were all friendlies, but games in June. And Haji Wright played the last one. So kind of trying to... Uh, 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 trying out new players right up until the last minute. Now, Ferreira, Jesus Ferreira did score four goals, but all of them were in a 5 nothing win over Grenada, um, and that was actually a Nations League game. But otherwise, he didn't score, and uh, after starting the first September friendly, he also seemed discarded, uh, subbed out at halftime of that game, and then not starting the second match. Uh, now, it does seem like they did, uh, if I continue with the analogy, pick up a couple of keys and, and uh, some of the discarded keys and try them again. Um, Pepe was picked up and tried, uh, kind of further to your comment in the article, uh, he was uh, uh, used in the September friendly, um, but he didn't score. Uh, so maybe that was the final kind of decision for Bearhalter to not bring him and we see that uh, you know he kind of picked up the uh, the key with soft, uh, Josh Sargent there too so uh, returning to some of the players but the ultimate problem is that uh, um, they just can't seem to find a, a center forward who uh, reliably scores for them yeah okay well let's move on to the next section the uh, statistics and uh, do you want to take us through some of those? Yeah, so their average age is 25.2 years. Um, they have two players who are 33 or older, um, but eight players 22 or younger. So, um, yeah, all those stats point to kind of in general a team on the younger end. Yeah, we saw actually that they uh, kind of discarded a lot of their veterans like um, Josie Altador and... Uh, and this was actually before qualification, uh, guys like Michael Bradley and Josie Altador. We had a long list of them in the full player podcast. Uh, kind of funny that they brought back uh, Tim Ream. Um, uh, do you see a reason for that? I mean, he's playing well with Fulham in the Premier League, um, but obviously they needed cover with central uh, central defense. I mean, the loss of Robinson is a, is a big blow, but... Um... Yeah, that's all I can think of. But yeah, he's 35 years old, so... Yeah. Um, okay, I got a bit off topic there. He actually is like five years older than the uh, next oldest player, uh, uh, Aaron Long, at 30 years old. We do have Sean Johnson, the goalkeeper, in the middle. How about the lower end of the scale? Yeah, so there's two teenagers, Joe Scali and Eunice Musa, um, and then 20-year-old Giovanni Reina. Um, and 21-year-old Jesus Ferreira. So they do have some youngsters. Some of them, though, like, uh, you know, Aronson, Dest, Tyler Adams, um, you know, fairly well established in the squad. So maybe that youth is a, is a benefit uh, to the States there. Yeah, I mean, definitely looking promising for the future. Uh, these youngsters uh, um, not only uh, getting in with the squad, but with some uh, impressive clubs in England, uh, in Europe uh, and elsewhere, uh, so things looking good for the future there. Uh, in terms of average caps, well, it is a young squad. 25.2 is actually exceptionally young because we're finding uh, the average age to be 26.8 here, so a full year younger. That would mean every player on, on the team a year younger than every player on the other teams. Um, I'm not sure whether that analogy is working. <laughs> Okay, uh, um, so maybe you can cover average caps. With the younger team, we would expect the number of caps to be uh, uh, a bit lower. Yeah, and then the average there is 26.3 um, with a couple of players 
uh, three players actually with uh, single digit caps. Right. Who are the uh, who are the most capped players on the team? Um, DeAndre Yedlin is the most with seventy five, and then Kellen Acosta and Kristen Pulisic have fifty three and fifty two respectively. Oh, okay. And yeah, I'm just kind of filling in the stats here. We have two players who are 33 or older. Uh, and meanwhile, we have eight players who are 22 or younger. So, um, uh, but actually that uh, experience isn't bad. The average is uh, 34.6 among the teams I've done so far. Uh, they are the second lowest tied with, uh, I'll give you a guess, but I know you're never going to get it. Um, Tunisia. No, Netherlands. That's no, a surprise to me. Uh, anyway, it doesn't seem to matter that much. Uh, total goals for USA is 82 uh, amongst all of these players. And we'll put that into a bit more perspective with uh, a percentage that in itself doesn't mean much. It's uh, total goals per cap. And uh, USA is 12%. Uh, the average is 12.8%. So this is slightly below average and kind of fits in with our um, or view at least of their struggling center forward. Do you think America is a team that has trouble uh, putting the ball in the net? Yeah, potentially. Um, Kristen Pulisic has 21 goals and 52 caps. That's a 40% goal rate. And Jesus Ferreira has 7 and 15 for 46. Um, other than that, um, most of the players are, well, all the players, um, you know, with kind of a respectable number of caps are below 30 so then you're looking at kind of, other than those two players, kind of one in four, one goal in four game type players. Um, so, yeah, I think overall it's a, it's a bit of a problem for the States. They have players who can score, don't get me wrong, but um, mm -hmm. yeah, a little bit lower than average. And I think we see it in some of the individual numbers. Yeah, that's my take on it too. Like the numbers are not very good for the forwards, uh, the centre forwards, but uh, they are getting goals uh, uh, from other places on the field, uh, uh, some of them pretty respectable. So, um, uh, yeah, just that centre forward problem seems, uh, uh, seems the main issue. All right, let's move on to some summaries. So uh, really just uh, uh, going over some names that we've mentioned in the podcast, but just to kind of put it all in a package here. And we begin with notable non-selections. Yeah, probably the most notable is Zach Steffen, who we had considered uh, likely. Um, but also uh, um, Paul Areola is in that category as well as a likely candidate. And Ricardo Pepe, we considered impossible, but um, again, some people and pundits expected him to make it. So we'll, we'll include him in our short list here. Yeah, yeah, and uh, not really our call, but something that we've read about uh, in articles. All right, how about uh, surprise inclusions? Yeah, so Tim Ream is a big surprise. Um, like we said, kind of coming coming back out of the cold, um, the veteran defender, as well as um, Shaquille Moore. Uh, we considered impossible, but unlikely, but he did make the team. Yeah, and uh, we have a beef against him because he was the guy who scored 20 seconds into that game against Canada in the Gold Cup. Grr. Yes, I remember that. Uh, we have one more uh, that I added to the list just at the end there, and that is actually Josh Sargent. Oh, right. Uh, yeah, who we had as seemingly off the team. Um, okay, uh, how about new players? Um, no new players. Um Everyone included in the squad was somebody that we had on our list already. So that means we don't have any new players to talk about. Yeah, in truth, it was a pretty extensive list. So it would uh, it would almost be shocking if they were adding to the 69 players that we had. Uh, let's uh, do an update on injuries. And we've got four categories here. First one is uh, recovered from injury. Yeah, so there we have um, Anthony Robinson, Giovanni Reina, and Timothy Weah. Okay, well, three bitty, pretty big players, and uh, I'm sure they're delighted to have Giovanni Reina back. I'm kind of anxious to see what he's like, because uh, uh, I haven't really seen him in action, well, especially for the USA team. Yeah. Okay. Um, uh, oh, yeah, do you want to go ahead? Just to mention on the graphics, you um, oh. just to move those to the recovered from injury tab. Okay. Uh, but our next category is an injury doubt, though they're still on the roster. 
And there we have uh, Luca Della Torre. Yeah, um, I'm not sure we actually talked about uh, this one um, uh, above. Yeah, so um, it was a recent injury uh, from late October. Um, there wasn't an, um, there was a really no um, definite return date, but it obviously can't be too serious because he was selected um, even with this uh, kind of lingering injury. Right. Okay, and then we have players that they have lost due to injury. Yeah, only one, but it's a noticeable one, and that's central defender, Miles Robinson. Yeah, so we actually do divide kind of uh, 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 key injuries like Miles Robinson to uh, injuries to players who are not strong candidates to begin with. Yeah. Uh, so do you want to just take us through the names there? Yeah, and that's uh, Chris Richards and Sam Vines. All right. All right. Well, we're going to finish the podcast by going through the list one more time and uh, predicting the starters. So let's begin with the uh, manager. Yeah. So uh, Greg Berhalter, um, starting in that uh, he will be the manager at the World Cup. Okay. And uh, let's uh, first of all list the uh, the candidates, and then I'll make a comment. Yeah. So for goalkeepers, we had uh, Matt. We have Matt Turner, Ethan Horvath, and Sean Johnson. Right, and uh, at the end of the previous podcast, we had thought it a battle between Turner and Stefan, and uh, we kind of predicted a rotating position, but we did note that uh, we we slightly favoured Turner as the starter, and obviously Turner is now clearly the favourite with Stefan not selected, and um, uh, uh, starting both of the September games there uh, seems to dry that in cement. Uh, all right, central defenders. Yeah, so here we have uh, just three, Walker Zimmerman, Aaron Long, and Cameron Carter-Vickers. Right, well, we landed on Zimmerman and Miles Robinson as the definite starters, uh, but we did have the caveat that Robinson's uh, recovery from injury uh, was a factor, and uh, it turns out he did not recover from injury, so Long seems the most likely replacement, and he did start alongside Zimmerman in uh, both September friendlies. Uh, any objections there, Connor? No, no objections. I, I think those are the two most likely to start. Are you surprised that they have so few central defenders, especially with uh, Robinson injured? I, I am surprised. You see a lot of teams picking five, some even picking six. Um, I mean, we don't expect the USA to necessarily play with three at the back. And we know there's a couple other defenders who are a bit versatile, but... Um, yeah, I'm, I am a little surprised. Three kind of natural center defenders um, doesn't quite seem, uh, yeah, like enough. Yeah, well, we'll keep an eye out for the for the players uh, coming up here and see if any of them could kind of fill in as a center back. Uh, left back, uh, we have two kind or two um, uh, two players who made the squad. Yeah, that's uh, Anthony Robinson and Tim Ream. Uh, okay, and um, as a starter, we had Robinson. Uh, pretty confident there in Anthony Robinson as a starter, and uh, we remain confident of that, even though he did miss the September friendlies there. That's right. Okay, moving on to right-backs. So right-backs, a um, bit more crowded. We have Serginho Dest, DeAndre Yedlin, Joe Scali, and Shaquille Moore. Okay, and we, uh, at the end of the last podcast, had Dest and Yedlin as kind of uh, alternating, or at least uh, we couldn't decide between them. Uh, we do think uh, maybe Dest has a bit of an edge after the September games, given that he started both of them, uh, whereas Yedlin only started one uh, on his side of the field. So uh, we're going to uh, code those as yellow. Yeah, I agree with that. Okay, let's move on to central and defensive midfielders. All right, so um, we have Tyler Adams, Kellen Acosta, and Christian Roldan. Uh, right, okay, so uh, again, just one uh, one in the center of that 4-3-3, and it was almost always Tyler Adams. So um, we think uh, Tyler Adams is a shoe-in for that. Um, one of the few positions actually that, that is really clear. The defense seems to be quite clear actually, Connor, uh, but the offense uh, not so clear. Yeah. Yeah, um, I, I agree. Oh, yeah, go ahead. 
Yeah, just going to say I agree with Tyler Adams, but um, yeah, whoever's playing in the central, kind of beside the central mid, might you know we might see a couple people even out of position there. Yeah, well, I was going to nominate Kellen Acosta as a starter, uh, not necessarily in that position, uh, but elsewhere. He did start as a right midfielder in the second September friendly, keeping up his record of, of starting uh, around half of the game. So you tempted to put him in as a sometime starter, yellow? Yeah, I think yellow is a, is a safe bet. Okay, let's go with that. And move on to, uh, well, we'll do left and right uh, midfielders in one breath because uh, we don't have any left midfielders. Yeah, so on the right we have Luca Della Torre and Weston McKenney. Okay, well, we do have the positions, though, in the 4-3-3. So we didn't hazard a guess uh, in the previous podcast because there were so many candidates available. Although the uh, right midfielder, McKenney, who we had seen as a sometime starter, uh, strengthened his bid by starting both September friendlies uh, as a left midfielder. Yeah, so I'd be inclined to uh, to put him in the in the starting position. Do you agree? Uh, I do, uh, not necessarily on, on the left midfield, but uh, starting somewhere on the field or somewhere in the midfield. Yeah. There. Okay, right midfielders. Uh, well, you mentioned uh, the candidate, but actually uh, it's right winger Musa Tor, uh, uh, right winger um, Musa, Yunus Musa, uh, was laying claim to the position in early 2022. But uh, five different players, as we noted, have played the position over the last six games. So uh, quite chaotic here. Uh, are you tempted to go back to Musa, as I think we, we did at the end of the last podcast? I'm I'm inclined to lean there, but with so much change, I'm not sure I would say anything confidently enough to label anybody a starter. Uh, can I persuade you towards a sometime starter for Musa? Yes, yes, that I'm uh, I'm easily persuaded. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but even with that, I think we might be surprised again. Uh, the number of players they have coming in and out of the position uh, could leave kind of anyone out in the cold. Uh, let's move on to attacking midfielders. Yeah, so we have Brendan Aronson and Giovanni Reina. Right, and we had nominated uh, Brendan Aronson as a starter. He's certainly uh, versatile starting all over the field, so uh, they actually don't have a central attacking midfielder position, but he plays uh, uh, all over the field. Uh, however, he did only start nine of their 19 games and only three of their last six uh, including one of the two in September. So kind of like Helen Acosta regularly starting half of the game. So I'm tempted to uh, downgrade him to a possible starter here. Yeah, I think his, his form with Leeds has been good, um, and that could persuade him to start. But um, yeah, possible starter does seem like a, a fair fit given those stats. Yeah, uh, we also have uh, Giovanni Reina here. Um I think Reina is possible as a left forward or a right forward uh, since he started uh, He started both September games, uh, uh, both of the September friendlies, once in each of those roles. Um, do you think that's going to make him a starter? Um, it's hard to judge off two games. I mean, he is um, you know, player with kind of a good club affiliation and good pedigree, as you mentioned. So I would probably put him as a sometime starter, but it is crowded. There's lots of candidates, so I'm not sure I would say a definite. Yeah, I'll tell you what. Let's wait until we go through the next two positions and and kind of see if there's room for him. Uh, as you say, it, it's kind of hard when he's come just come back into the squad uh, to judge on the two games. But uh, on the left side, we have uh, Christian. Uh, sorry, that's you who's supposed to introduce. <laughs> who do we have on the left side? Left side, we have Christian Pulisic. Phew, thanks for uh, getting me through that. <laughs> so we had uh, Pulisic as a starter, uh, despite the fact that he only actually started about half the games. And uh, our opinion hasn't changed, even though his fitness is a concern with the lack of starts at Chelsea. Yeah, yeah, nothing to add. I, I do think he'll be starting. Okay. Uh, on the right, uh, who do we have? We just have Timothy Weah. Okay, and uh, yes, we did have Weah as the starter there uh, at the end of the last podcast, the full-length podcast, but recent developments have 
uh, have us downgrading him to a possible. Uh, this is not only his missing the September friendlies, but the, specta uh, the, the specter of Giovanni Reina uh, taking over the position. So let's talk about them in tandem, uh, Timothy Weir, Giovanni Reina, or, or possibly even Reina uh, uh, stealing a start from Christian Pulisic. What do you make of it? Yeah, I mean, both Reina and Weah are young players. Um, I, I think likely he'll, um, Berg, Berhalter will go with the experience of Pulisic, but I would say Reina and Timothy Weah would both make cases as sometimes starters. Okay, yes. Uh, as I said, we did have uh, Weah as a starter at the end of the last podcast, but uh, with Reina coming back and Weah not playing as much, I agree with you there. So sometimes starter uh, for both. Let's finish with the uh, center forwards. Yeah, position that we, we know that they struggled with. Um, we have Jesus Ferreira, uh, Jordan Morris, Haji Wright, and Joff Sargent. Yes, and um, well, we talked about the uh, the struggle here that they've had to find a store, uh, forward. So uh, my, my comment on this one is actually there is no starting forward, but it's there for the taking for the first player who uh, proves to be a scorer. Uh, any guess as to who that might be? I mean, they they brought in Hadji Wright exactly for this reason, because he's uh, in form, uh, possibly brought Josh Sargent back for that. That's what they always seem to be looking for, is someone who's in form. Well, let's just say that they didn't score on either of their friendly, so the search continues. So I really don't know who it's going to be. Well put, and honestly, like Japan's a pretty good uh, defensive team. I guess Saudi Arabia is too, but uh, if they're not scoring against those teams, it makes you a bit worried about whether they're going to score, uh, you know, against uh, the teams that they face in the cup. Iran has a, a very solid defense. Mm -hmm. All right, well, uh, we'll finish with some closing thoughts. And rather than repeat the long discussion we had uh, about America's prospects in the uh, team podcast, uh, we're kind of focusing our attention on this question. Uh, does the selection change our opinion about their chances? Yeah, I mean, not for me, I, I, I was kind of, my thought last time was, um, you know, they haven't really settled on a team and, and on players. That was kind of my main, or really both of our main takeaways. Um, I, I think some of the decisions that we've seen for the September game where players who played weren't selected, new players came in. I, I think that kind of continues. Um, I think the lack of a forward is, is going to be an issue against good defensive teams. Iran is good, but so is Wales, um, both very strong defensively. So I just feel that the U.S. aren't quite settled enough um on a team and i i don't really see them as um having the squad to get out of the group and i think we can mention too that they're, they're qualifying for this tournament you know wasn't fabulous friendly results haven't been fabulous they haven't shown the form as a team um that they kind of would, would want going into the world cup yeah, I kind of uh, agree with you. I think it's not so much the selection of players. In fact, I'm kind of stunned by the, uh, you know, um, I think I said in the previous podcast that Jurgen Klinsmann was urging players to try and get over to Europe to play. Well, they've certainly done that here. They have players playing with some of the top clubs over there. So it's not so much the... Uh, uh, the talent on the squad. It's, it's maybe bringing it all together, which I'm not sure Burhalter has done that well with his uh, chopping and changing. Um, so I actually think that that's going to have an effect on them. Uh, I think honestly for 2026, uh, there'll be a, a, a much better team and a big threat. Uh, but for this one, they, they kind of seem all over the place to me. And uh, I would worry about that. So um, I got to say, it does affect my decision in that um, I, I think, uh, you know, I, I used to give them a chance for taking that second spot. I, I would downgrade that a little bit and say um, I don't really see them as the, as the second best team in this group. Yeah, I mean, they do have some fabulous young players, um, you know, who we mentioned in this podcast, who I think will be kind of coming into their prime in 2026. But like, um, yeah, as you alluded to, we've kind of been waiting for the U.S. to get going um, whether that's your qualification or friendlies. 
and they really haven't. I mean, they had 14 games of qualification and kind of middling results. So I don't think they found the correct formula yet. And I think um, what this squad shows is that they still haven't found it. They still aren't, uh, aren't quite settled on their best team. And yeah, I, I think that's not, that's not what you want going into a big tournament. Yeah, well, one mitigating factor is the USA's uh, constant ability to surprise. So uh, they really do have the talent to do that. So I wouldn't be shocked to see them, uh, um, you know, uh, uh, kind of bringing it all together here. But uh, from from the position we're at right now, um, it looks a less organized team than, than they've taken into previous tournaments. Yeah. Oh, well, that brings us to the end of the uh, podcast. So keep in mind, we may be editing together a list of the bios of the 26 final candidates here. Uh, that mostly will be outtakes from the uh, um, from the full-length podcast rather than a separate podcast that we make. And uh, if we do it, it'll come out in the first few days of the Cup. I personally would like to have a kind of a list of players to go over uh, as I drive to my brother's place, your dad's place, to watch most of the games yeah and meanwhile keep an eye on us at soccer files canada that's soccer files with a ph in the middle and an s at the end uh and our website soccerfiles.captivate.fm and check our show notes for links to our website and previous podcast series all right well thank you for listening and we hope you uh join us in our next media cast bye bye, bye.